Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan ve arzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاسُلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اجْتِنَابَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُلْ عُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. A rough translation of the text we will be studying, reflecting upon in this episode is posted at this website. Go to um, podcasts, then words, then the 13th word. And as that also indicates, today we are continuing to read the 13th word, uh, the second station of the 13th word, which is a collection of uh, teachings that Ustad Nursi authored later on in life after he wrote the 13th word, but the content of these teachings were directly related to the content of the 13th word, which is a comparison of the wisdom of the Quran, the teachings of the Quran, the guidance of the Quran with that of philosophies, uh, viewpoints, ways of life that are not guided by revelation and the superiority of the wisdom of the Qur'an. In the last episode, we um, read a lesson that Ustad Nursi had given to some youths and this is another lesson in the same vein. A reminder, lesson, and warning given to a few helpless youths. Uh, the Turkish is birkaç bir çare gençlere verilen bir tenbih, bir ders, bir ihtardır. The word biçare uh, struck me as I was reading this. And, and the translation is helpless. And it might be the accurate translation, although it, it probably does not convey all the meaning. Biçare is, uh, when you refer to someone or something as bichare, you you are empathizing, you are sympathizing. It it, it indicates this sense of sympathy um, and and pitying. Uh, helpless conveys that to some extent, but probably not completely. And the sense is, Ustad Nursi is talking to these youths, young men, who come to him and ask him for advice. And he is seeing them in this context of the early republic where they are uh, being schooled in a way that is most likely to lead lead them to uh, lead them away from God. They are promised the amenities of modernity, a better life, welfare, perhaps electricity, you know, gas stoves in the houses, uh, paved roads, street lighting at night, uh, industrial production so on and so forth, compared to what most of us are able to enjoy today, uh, benefit today, 
it might still seem relatively primitive, but compared to what these uh, you know young men and women of the time were coming out of uh, the the village contexts where you would not have running water, you would not have electricity, you would not have refrigeration, you would not have access to regular medical uh, amenities, even transportation. You know, it it looked like progress at the time, and this was what was being promised and lauded. But they are being driven away from God, and this is this is the worst thing that can ever happen to a human being. So this is the context where the government, the state, is using its powers to uh, you know school people, school people into atheism or at least irreligiosity. And therefore, they're helpless. They need help. They need to be helped. They need to be saved from that. And you can see that sympathy and pitying and concern in the use of this word in Ustad Nursi's words. And that is what defined Ustad Nursi's uh, surface to, uh, to humanity in, in that second part of his life. Uh, when he gave up all fame, all, all involvement in politics, all involvement in you know, high-level societal activity, and focused on teaching, teaching people uh, the what we, what he would call the truths, the realities of faith. So, bir gün yanıma parlak birkaç genç geldiler. Hayat ve gençlik ve hevesat cihetinden gelen tehlikelerden sakınmak için. Tesirli bir ihtar almak isteyen bu gençlere, ben de eskiden Risale-i Nur'dan medet isteyen gençlere dediğim gibi dedim ki, sizdeki gençlik katiyen gidecek. Eğer siz daire-i meşruada kalmazsanız, o gençlik zayi olup başınıza hem dünyada, hem kabirde, hem ahirette, kendi lezzetinden çok ziyade belalar ve elemler, elemler getirecek. Eğer terbiye-i İslamiye ile o gençlik nimetine karşı bir şükür olarak iffet ve namusluluk ve taatte sarf etseniz, o gençlik manen baki kalacak ve ebedi bir gençlik kazanmasına sebep olacak. One day, a few bright youths came to visit me. So they are not any youths, they are bright. They found studies, they found Bediüzzaman because they are bright. They, they noticed that something is not right here. Something is missing uh, in the in the life that they are living and in the uh, in the world that they are being presented with. One day, a few bright youths came to visit me. To these youths, who wanted an effective warning to guard themselves, an effective lesson, a warning, advice. To guard themselves from the dangers of life, the youth and the desires, I said, as I used to say to the youths who sought help from the Risale Inur in the past, the youth you have will certainly depart. What do we see here? First, the life, the youth and the desires present dangers. Their opportunities but if those opportunities are misused or and or abused, they pose dangers. 
they give one a sense of invincibility, a sense of power, a sense of strength and vitality and so on and so forth. These are all things that we associate with with the words life, youth and desires. But you can take a tool, let's say a knife, and use it to chop vegetables and make a beautiful salad and provide nutrition for yourself and your family or you can use that knife to uh, may God protect kill a person the sharper the knife the more effective it's going to be the same thing when one has youth and desires that vitality the more energy one has the more uh, outcomes can be produced with it the thing is if it is good that you are producing it's perfect alhamdulillah if it is bad that you are producing then the consequence is going to be very bad too therefore uh, youth life and desires pose a danger if they are misused and we are living in an age and Ustad Nusi was talking to young men who were living in an age where misuse and abuse are encouraged not only that people are being war- being warned against them but these are being encouraged not there's no need to go into details about this because then we would be describing what is not worthwhile uh, or even appropriate to this to, to describe but these are being encouraged and therefore we are and our youth are living in tremendous danger the opportunities that are given to them the blessings that are given to them in order to achieve good ends in order to achieve the good of this world and the hereafter are being encouraged to be misused and they need a warning about this they need to be warned they need to be shown reality as reality is I said, as I used to say to the youths who sought help from the Risaleen or in the past, the youth you have will certainly depart. This is a very important realization that all young men and women have to come to. Now, the older the age of a person is, the more this person will recognize this naturally. The closer you get to your appointed time, the more you feel it and the more you feel that you have to prepare for what is to come after it if you believe in the hereafter. If you don't believe in the hereafter, that's a, that's a you know, bigger trouble. And sometimes people uh, you know, try to overcome the weight of that trouble by thinking about legacy. What am I leaving behind? As if what you leave behind is going to benefit you. But but one can be deceived into thinking all sorts of things that do not correspond to reality. We are talking about reality, right? The the closer you are to your appointed time, and this usually also means uh, you know our association of our appointed time with the you know, average usual times of appointed time that we see around and of course that is also deceptive because that can come any time but that's what we tend to do so the older we get the more we recognize it but when when we are young it it feels so far away 
almost impossibly away and therefore satan the animalistic compulsive soul the world can all attract one to to sins and distract from the reality as reality is but this is then like a hammer being hit on the head the the reality be is being hammered into the head the youth you have will certainly depart think about it don't just take this as granted yeah so what don't say that think about it reflect upon it spend some time with that reality stop stop all else that you are doing stop your whatsapp mass messages stop your facebook posts stop your instagram you know whatever your chats and emails and stop even interacting with you know people around you in in, in meaningless but entertaining uh, in, in interactions stop stop close your eyes close your eyes retreat to a corner find a quiet place where you can be left alone with yourself and of course with your lord and think about it the youth you have will certainly depart it's not going to stay with you it may look so so sound and powerful and full of energy and vitality and you may be enjoying it but it will certainly depart if you have the chance to live long enough to see your youth depart let's assume that's the case it will depart if you do not remain within the circle of what is licit, what God has ordained as acceptable, has said, okay, you may eat this, you may use this, you may do this. This is what I have ordained to be halal for you, what I have ordained to be permissible for you. Right? If you do not remain within the circle of what is licit, that youth will be wasted and will bring troubles and pains much greater than its pleasures. Much greater than its pleasures to you in this world, in the grave, and in the hereafter. So yes, there is pleasure. Yes, there will be pleasure. But if you, if you derive that pleasure that your youth enables you to derive from that which is illicit from that which is sinful in addition to the pleasure that you are acquiring you will be acquiring troubles and pains and those troubles and pains will be incomparably greater than the pleasure and while the pleasure is passing, temporary, time-bound, the troubles and pains will be in this world, then in the grave, then in the hereafter, it will be lasting. It's incomparably bigger. There is no worse trade. There is no worse exchange than this. Exchanging, exchanging, eternal 
punishment and torment and trouble for passing fleeting pleasure. If you were thinking with your intellect, now that's that's an important thing, right? The intellect is a process. You know, there are the the the, the youngest children uh, have some you know have practical intellect. They can uh, process things. They have the processing capacity. But the real meaning of the intellect in in our tradition is more than that. It relates to uh, you know think of an animal a, a, a an animal that if you did not did not restrain would run away. Let's say a horse, right? You tie a a rope on the neck of the horse and you tie that rope on a stake on the ground now the horse is restrained it will not go away and you know you may keep the rope long enough so that the horse can uh, you know graze in a safe spot but if you if it ran away it will you know it will harm you and it will it may harm itself too you know there are lions in the desert that, that they are going to eat the eat the horse so the word aql that we translate as intellect relates to this notion of restraint now that small child will have some processing capacity but will not have the restraint and that restraint keeps growing and growing until a person reaches adulthood and then you know further maturity some say you know mid to late 20s that is why you know, in our in our tradition, the the age forty is so important. Something happens when you reach that age. God says, you know, they reach forty and they say, they start thinking about their parents, because not perhaps they are themselves parents and are able to see things from that point of view, from that perspective, and they start thinking about their parents and they say, oh God, you know, have mercy on them in the way that they have taken care of me with mercy when I was a young young child. So that aql is something growing and when we are young we may not have it fully or it may not be fully activated and it needs to be activated. It needs to be activated so that it can, it can serve its function of restraining the desires, the compulsive soul, the whisperings of Satan so that it can keep the youth within that circle of the licit that we can define as the as a circumference that the horse can walk while tied that to that to that rope if you follow islam's upbringing and spend it spend your youth spend your life spend your uh, your desires and strength in a state of chastity purity and obedience to God as a mark of gratitude for the blessing of you. So this is the prize that that God actually wants from from us uh, in return for these blessings. Gratitude. But what is the mark of your gratitude? Well, that you use it in the way that it is supposed to be used. If you use your youth in a state of chastity, purity, and obedience, this shows that you are in a state of gratitude you are paying the price for what it is worth that is if you stay within that circle of 
which is what is listed, that youth will gain everlastingness in a metaphysical sense. You will have everlasting youth. What does God say? If you show gratitude to me, I will increase my blessings for you. If you show gratitude for the youth that you have, you will acquire everlasting gratitude. Nobody will enter paradise in an you know, old decrepit age. According to some uh, you know, narrations, some uh, you know, teachings, women will be entering paradise around age you know, 17, 18, 19 maybe. Uh, men will be around 35. Whatever is the prime of your life. That's when you will be entering paradise and that's how you will be in paradise in an everlasting way forever. If you show the gratitude that the blessing that you have deserves, you will be given given that blessing in, in more, more of it. You will be given more of it. You will be given that blessing forever. That youth will gain everlastingness in, an, in a metaphysical sense and it will be the cause of earning an eternal youth. Beautiful, right? You want that youth, right? You enjoy your youth, right? You enjoy that vitality, that strength, all those capacities, all those things that you can do and enjoy in, a, in, a, in sometimes a carefree way, right? Cast away the carefree. Now care. Recognize what you have as a blessing from, from your Lord. And use it in the way that your Lord has designated. Then your Lord will give you more of it. Hayat ise eğer iman olmazsa veyahut isyan ile o iman tezir etmezse hayat zahiri ve kısacık bir zevk ve lezzetle beraber binler derece o zevk ve lezzetten ziyade elemler, hüzünler, kederler verir. Now we talked about uh, life. Now uh, we talked about youth, and, and now it is life that we will turn to. As for life, in the absence of faith, or if faith remains ineffective as a result of rebelliousness, together with some superficial and most brief pleasure and delight, it will yield pains, sorrows, and grief that exceed that pleasure and delight thousands of times. You know, similar to youth. It's a blessing. If you use the blessing in, in, a, in the illicit way, in the way that it's meant to be used, then it's going to yield, you know, beautiful things. But, but, if you don't do it, it will lead you to trouble. So what is the key to using the blessing of life in a way that produces eternal life for us? That is faith. Faith is the life of life. Faith is what gives life, what gives life, life. What makes life, uh, you know, functional and vital. It is faith. If you have faith, right, you are now using your life, the blessing of your life, in the in the proper way. But in the absence of faith, or if faith remains ineffective as a result of rebelliousness, because you know it, it needs to show itself on you, it needs to have an effect on you. 
if there is no effect well it may not be producing anything I mean, you may have a car but if you don't have gas in the car where will the car take you we do not say that you know sin leads to uh, disbelief that is a you know false uh, theological position that has uh, that that has troubled many people especially in the early years of Islam that's not what we say but but certainly in a state of rebelliousness faith is not going to show its beautiful effects on a person to its full capacity and we want that full capacity we want our life to bloom in paradise as a beautiful, precious, colorful, lifeful flower. We want our life to bloom. We don't want to lose. We don't want it to wilt because of the, the, the absence of faith, which is the life of life. In the absence of faith, or if faith remains ineffective as a result of rebelliousness, together with some superficial and most brief pleasure and delight, yes, there will be pleasure and delight in this world uh, if one is able to to to to um, veil once the troubles of the realization of this life coming to an end. If one is able to veil that realization and fall into heedlessness and forgetfulness, etc., yes, there will be some superficial and most brief pleasure and delight, but together with it, life will yield pains, sorrows, and grief, because no matter how much you veil that realization, one day it will come and find you. That exceed that pleasure and delight thousands of times. Çünkü insanda akıl ve fikir olduğu için hayvanın aksine olarak hazır zamanla beraber geçmiş ve gelecek zamanlarla da fıtraten alakadardır. O zamanlardan dahi hem elem hem lezzet alabilir. Hayvan ise fikri olmadığı için hazır lezzetini geçmişten gelen hüzünler ve gelecekten gelen korkular, endişeler bozmuyor. İnsan ise eğer dalalet ve gaflete düşmüş ise hazır lezzetine geçmişten gelen hüzünler ve gelecekten gelen endişeler o cüz'i lezzeti cidden acılaştırıyor, bozuyor. Because so why would the absence of faith or if faith remains ineffective as a result of rebelliousness, why would that lead to why would that yield pain, sorrows and grief? Because since human beings possess intellect and thought, unlike animals, they are preoccupied with the past and future times in addition to the present this is a very this is another very important realization like the first important realization we said your youth will depart you right now the second one human beings possess intellect and thought and what that translates into in practice uh, with regard to this you know discussion is that a human being is always always concerned with what happened in the past and what will happen in the future is always preoccupied with that. 
they can be pained and delighted by those times too. An animal usually lives in this moment or perhaps you know within a you know time span of a few days, sometimes a few weeks, a, a couple of months for most animals. Um, doesn't have serious concerns about the the future right yes squirrels when they find acorns they dig up a hole and you know keep it there in in to hide it there uh, perhaps for later times but they do not do this with an intellectual uh, you know processing about the benefits of preserving food they do it instinctively god is inspiring them to do so human beings on the other hand think about the past about the future and this gives them concerns especially if it is about a long long term future like eternity is there anyone out there who does not desire eternity if a person is true to himself or herself there is no way that a person will not desire eternity now one may desire to be saved from the world as one thinks the world is which may be a you know a state of torment but but what they are desiring to get rid of is the torment of life not life itself if they were given the opportunity to have a happy life they would take it they would take it and even if even if there is torment in that eternity they would not be able to give up the desire for the existence for the continuity of the existence of themselves and their loved ones it's not only about ourselves but we want the continuity perpetuity of our loved ones too so we if we are thinking about the concerns of that eternal life and we do not know where we are going we do not know how to bring about good in that eternal life of course it is going to be troubling of course it's going to be painful if you are thinking about the past and our beloved ones who lived in the past who were in the past but are no more in the present if the if our present is confined to the material world that we live in that will also pain us imagine let's say a mother who lost her her let's say 13 year old child right at the prime of of the youth of life and the mother has fed and cleaned and taken care of and showed mercy and and you know nurtured this child up to that age up to age 13 and there, that is instinctive like there the mercy is god given the mother is going to show that to the child and let's say a traffic accident takes the let's say a boy doesn't matter boy or girl let's let's say it takes the child and the child from the point of view of a mother who does not believe in here in the hereafter in life after death that child is no more it was just some carbon and nitrogen and oxygen some some matter that decomposed under the under the earth and is now fed to worms imagine that imagine the pain 
imagine the pain that that might be given giving to this mother human beings are concerned with the past and with the present and with the future and the past and the future also pain them because since human beings possess intellect and thought unlike animals they are preoccupied with the past and future times in addition to the present they can be pained and delighted by those times too since animals have no thought the sorrows of the past and the fears and concerns of the future do not ruin their present delight if the human beings fall into misguidance and heedlessness on the other hand the sorrows of the past and the concerns of the future that mix into their present delight seriously embitter and ruin that present hususan gayrimeşru ise bütün bütün zehirli bir bal hükmündedir demek hayvandan 100 derece lezzeti hayat noktasında aşağı düşer Belki ehli dalaletin ve gafletin hayatı, belki vücudu, belki kainatı bulunduğu gündür. Bütün geçmiş zaman ve kainatlar onun dalaleti noktasında mağdumdur, ölmüştür. Akıl alakadarlığı ile ona zulmetler, karanlıklar veriyor. Gelecek zamanlar ise itikatsızlığı cihetiyle yine mağdumdur. Ve ademle hasıl olan ebedi firaklar mütemadiyen onun fikir yoluyla hayatına zulmetler veriyor. So if a human being falls into misguidance and heedlessness, that is, does not have faith, does not believe in God, does not believe in the hereafter, or if he she does does believe, that is not affecting how they are thinking and living and feeling, so they are in a state of rebelliousness. If this is the case, the sorrows of the past and the concerns of the future that mix into their present delight seriously embitter and ruin that present so when when when are you going to derive pleasure from life here and now here and now is the time to derive pleasure from life but because the past and the future are present with you in the present they are going to embitter the the joy the pleasures of the present as well unless you find a solution to that Unless you have a way to turn the troubles of the past and the future into blessings too. But if you don't believe, that's not going to happen. Especially if illicit things are involved. Illicit things are involved. In effect, it is entirely like poisonous honey. The pleasure of, of the present time, especially if it is being driven from something illicit, it is like poisonous honey. It is sweet but poisonous. This causes one to fall a hundred times beneath the animals from the point of view of the delights of life. Animals, because they are not concerned with the past and the future in the way that human beings are concerned, they are able to enjoy the joys of the present with a carefree well mind i'm going to say but they don't have mind with, with, with a, in a in a carefree way human beings on the other hand can't do it therefore from the point of view of one's ability to enjoy life the present human beings unless they have faith will fall a hundred times beneath the animals in fact 
the life, the existence, and the universe of the people of misguidance and heedlessness consist of the present day alone. All that exists is here and now. And one might say, okay, good, now enjoy it. Yes, but because all that exists is here and now, the memories of the past and the concerns of the future are embittering here and now. All past times and universes are condemned to non-existence in, in their view. They are dead from the point of view of misguidance. And because of its involvement with them, the intellect leads one to pitch black darkness. As for the future times, they too are condemned to non-existence since this person does not believe in them, does not believe in life after death. Ve ademle hasıl olan ebedi firaklar mütemadiyen onun fikir yoluyla hayatına zulmetler veriyorlar. Eğer iman hayata hayat olsa, o vakit hem geçmiş hem gelecek zamanlar imanın nuruyla ışıklanır ve vücut bulur. Zamanı hazır gibi ruh ve kalbine iman noktasında ulvi ve manevi ezvakı ve envar vücudiyeyi veriyor. Bu hakikatin ihtiyarlar listesinde 7. ricada izahı var. Ona bakmalısınız. The eternal separations that result from non-existence continually give darknesses to this person's life through his thoughts. Eternal separations. Okay, think about that mother again. That mother is separated from her son for eternity. Think about your parents if they are dead. I mean, may God protect us from being like that. But if you do not believe in life after death, you are separated from your parents eternally. Think about yourself if you are, let's say, in your in your forties. Think about yourself in your twenties. You are separated from that youth eternally. Think about anything that you loved and cared for in the past. You are separated for that from that eternally. Eternally. And if you are looking forward to something in the future, you will be separated from that for, for eternally too. If you are in love and you are looking forward to marrying your beloved, let's say in about five months, you know, that there is time for the wedding and arrangements, etc. In five months' time, you will be married to your beloved and you will have a happy life ever after. Well, if you believe in the, in the ever after, yes, you will have, inshallah. If you believe in the ever after and, and you live a life in accordance with the, uh, with the commands of the one who possesses eternity, yes, you will, inshallah, but if you don't, if you don't, maybe you are looking forward to living a, you know, 40-year marriage with that person, 50-year, 60-year, increase it, 70 years. But, but there is no way. At some point, it will come to an end unless that love has already disappeared from your lives because... Because you are not seeing reality as reality is and you do not know what love actually is.
and that's another discussion but true love is love in the name of God for God's sake otherwise if, if what you love in the other person is what is here and now that will also go away everything that is here and now will not be here and now in the future will not be there the eternal separations that result from non-existence continually give darknesses to his life through his thoughts if faith becomes the life of life then both the past and the, and and future times become illuminated with the light of faith and they acquire existence thanks to faith they give lofty and metaphysical pleasures as well as existential lights to one's spirit and heart just like the present time does let's imagine that person who is looking forward to marrying his or her beloved in five months time again that person is looking forward to something that is going to give that person like really great joy right well what about looking forward to something so joyful and even better than that for eternity looking forward to something that will last never end and beautiful more beautiful than anything that you have ever seen in in this world and anything that you can even imagine within the realm of possibility to the extent that your mind is able to grasp what about that what about looking forward to that thanks to faith they give lofty and metaphysical pleasures the past and the, and the future they give lofty and metaphysical pleasures as well as existential light to one's spirit and heart who do you love who is not alive anymore do you love the prophet if you have faith and if your faith is showing its effect on you then you will meet the Prophet and inshallah that will be an eternal meeting an eternal reunion is there anyone whom you loved and who passed away you will meet them inshallah now if you are if you if you if your love is for God's sake that means you love them because they love God because they are they they they exist in a way that God loves what that means is that they will be there in in your reunion as well so you will meet them again and once you meet them in that uh, blissful felicitous reunion that will be a reunion forever that is when you will live happy ever after that is what faith does if you have faith you can look forward to this and Stad Nursi here says there is an explanation of this truth in the seventh hope of the treatise on the elderly which is the 26th flash in the book flashes you should look at that and inshallah those who uh, want to hear more about this should take a look at that işte hayat böyledir hayatın lezzetini ve zevkini isterseniz hayatınızı iman ile hayatlandırınız ve feraizle zinetlendiriniz 
ve günahlardan çekinmekle muhafaza ediniz. Her gün ve her yerde ve her vakit ve fiyatların gösterdikleri dehşetli hakikati mevt ise size başka gençlere söylediğim gibi bir temsil ile beyan ediyorum. So this is how life is. This is the reality of life. If you want the delight and pleasure of life, give life to your life with faith, adorn it with the obligatory acts, and protect it by abstaining from sins. Right? An easy formulation. If you want the delight and pleasures of life, give life to your life with faith, adorn it with the obligatory acts, and protect it by abstaining from sins. As for the dreadful reality of death, which the instances of dying that take place every day, everywhere and at all times show, I will elucidate it to you with a representation, which I had already mentioned to some other youths in the past. So as for the dreadful reality of death, which the instances of dying that take place every day, everywhere and at all times show again wake up wake up it is real it is going to come and it is certain to come and anything that is certain to come is not far anything that is certain to come is near and especially since you do not know when it is going to come it may be a moment from now for me it may be a moment from now i may not be able to finish this sentence Alhamdulillah, I finished it. Alhamdulillah, I finished that sentence. God gave me one more breath of life. Now I need to show gratitude for it. I need to, I need to absorb the blessing. I need to feel it as a blessing. I need to recognize and realize that it is, it was and it is a blessing and I need to be filled with gratitude I was able to finish that sentence God gave me the opportunity to do it to do it how can I not be grateful to him for it so Ustad Nursi says he is going to illustrate the reality of death for us with a representation let's read mesela burada gözünüz önünde bir dar ağacı dikilmiş onun yanında bir piyango fakat pek büyük bir ikramiye biletleri veren bir piyango dairesi var. Biz buradaki 10 kişi ala külli hal ister istemez hiç başka çare yok oraya davet edileceğiz. Bizi çağıracaklar. Ve çağırma zamanı gizli olmasından her dakika ya gel idam biletini al dar ağacına çık veyahut gel milyonlar altın kazandıran bir ikramiye bileti sana çıkmış gel al demelerini beklerken birden kapıya iki adam geldi. Bir yarı çıplak, güzel ve aldatıcı bir kadın. Elinde zahiren gayet tatlı fakat zehirli bir helva getirip yedirmek istiyor. Diğer biri de aldatmaz ve aldanmaz ciddi bir adam. O kadının arkasından girdi. Dedi ki, size bir tılsım bir ders getirdim. Bunu okusanız o helvayı yemezseniz o daracından kurtulursunuz. Bu tılsım ile o emsalsiz ikramiye biletini alırsınız. İşte bu dar ağacında zaten gözünüzle görüyorsunuz ki bal yiyenler oraya giriyorlar ve oraya girinceye kadar o helvanın zehirinden dehşetli karın sancısı çekiyorlar. 
ve o büyük ikramiye biletini alanlar çenden görünmüyorlar. Fakat zahiren onlar da o dar ağacına çıktıkları görünüyor. Fakat onlar asılmadıklarını, belki oradan kolayca ikramiye dairesine girmek için basamak yaptıklarını milyonlar şahitler var haber veriyorlar. İşte pencerelerden bakınız. En büyük memurlar ve bu işle alakadar büyük zatlar yüksek sesle ilan ediyorlar ve haber veriyorlar ki o dar ağacına gidenleri aynen yakın gözünüz ile gördüğünüz gibi bu ikramiye biletini tılsımcılar aldıklarını hiç şek ve şüphesiz gündüz gibi kat'i biliniz dedi. Imagine a gallows tree erected before your eyes. There is a lottery office next to it that gives out tickets for a really big prize. Then ten of us here, apparently there were nine young men who visited Ustad Nursi and you know total is ten. The ten of us here will be invited there under all circumstances whether we want or not. There is no other way. All of us will be invited. So imagine the gallows tree in the room wherever you, you are and imagine that you and everybody with you will be invited there to the gallows tree. There is no way out. They will summon us. And since the time of this summoning is hidden, as we wait in expectation of being told, either come, take your ticket of execution and climb the gallows tree, or come, your ticket has won millions of gold in the lottery, come and take it at any moment. So we are expecting that we will all be called and we will either be called as Come take your ticket of execution and climb the gallows tree or come your ticket has won millions of gold in the lottery come and take it this is there are two options so since we are waiting there in expectation of being told either one of these at any moment because we don't know when that might come when when the you know summons may come since we don't know when the summons may come it may happen at any moment we are waiting there with this expectation suddenly Two persons appear at the door. One is a half-naked, deceitful woman carrying an outwardly sweet, very sweet, but actually poisonous dessert. Now remember, Ustad Nursi is giving this lesson to young men. If this was being given to young women, perhaps he could have said a, you know, a, I don't know, a handsome man or something like that. One is a half-naked, deceitful woman carrying an outwardly very sweet but actually poisonous dessert. She wants to bring and feed it to you, the dessert. The other is an undeceiving and undeceivable serious man. He entered after that woman, he said. I brought a code and a lesson for you. If you read this and do not eat that dessert, you will be saved from that gallows tree. You can receive that matchless prize ticket with this code. Remember, one of the options uh, for how we may be called is come, your ticket has won millions of gold in the lottery, come and take it. You can receive that matchless prize ticket with this code. Here, you see on this gallows tree with your own eyes that those who eat the honey go there. And until the time that they go, They suffer from dreadful stomach aches because of the poison of the dessert. So everybody here around, like we see, some people take the honey from the half-naked woman and eat it. 
and you know there is some sweetness that that they enjoy in their palate while they eat it but then they are suffering from the stomach ache ache and ultimately they are cold and they go and climb the gallows tree true that the recipients of that prize ticket are not seen and they too appear to be climbing that gallows tree on the on the face of it so how about others who do not eat the honey who read this uh, lesson and who apply this code right how about them on the face of it in appearance you see them climbing the gallows tree too so this is true we are not going to deny it everybody is climbing the gallows tree the, the question is what is the summons what are what are they being called to pass the gallows tree however there are millions of witnesses who report that they are not hung in fact they use it the gallows tree as an easy step to enter the prize office remember there's a lottery office they they climb that tree and from the tree they move on to the prize office because they, it's very difficult to get to that prize office so the tree becomes a ladder a step for them to climb to the prize office so you see them climbing the gallows tree but what's actually happening is they are climbing the gallows tree and then they are moving on to the office they are not being hung on the gallows tree all you see is that they are climbing here look out the windows the greatest officials and great people who are involved in this affair in this affair of what happens after the gallows tree they are announcing loudly and reporting as you see those who climb the gallows tree with your eyes at the level of the vision of certainty know definitely like daylight without a doubt or misgiving that those who take the code receive the prize ticket if you do not see them taking the prize ticket with their hands that's something that's happening behind the gallows tree in the office and you do not see the interior of the office but there are those who see it they are trustworthy people they are people who are in charge of these affairs and they are reporting this is a trustworthy report and then take it take the report act accordingly what do you lose if you eat the honey you will certainly climb the gallows tree and what you see is that you know people are being hung and you will have stomachache what do you have to lose what do you have to gain what you have to gain is that fleeting taste on your palate what you have to lose is stomach ache until you are summoned and and being hung on the tree there is no evidence that you can use there is no report there is no evidence there is no information that says that those who eat the honey are not hung all evidence points to the fact that they are hung because that is what you see and there is no contradicting evidence or report that explains that something else is happening behind the gallows tree either işte bu temsil gibi zehirli bir bal hükmünde olan gayrimeşru dairedeki gençliğin sefahatkarane sefahetkarane zevkleri 
Hazine-i ebediyenin ve saadet-i sermediyenin bileti ve vesikası olan imanı kaybettiği için dar ağacı hükmünde olan ölüm ve ebedi zulümat kapısı olan kabrin musibetine aynen zahiren göründüğü gibi düşer ve ecel gizli olduğu için genç ihtiyar fark etmeyerek her vakit ecel celladı başını kesmek için gelebilir. Eğer o zehirli bal hükmünde olan hevesat-ı gayrimeşruayı terk edip tılsım-ı Kur'an'ı olan iman ve feraizi elde etmekle ve fevkalade mukadderat-ı beşer piyangosundan çıkan saadet-i ebediye hazinesini, hazinesi biletini alacağına 124 bin enbiya aleyhimüsselam ile beraber hatta hesaba gelmeyen ehli velayet ve ehli hakikat müttefikan haber veriyorlar ve asarını gösteriyorlar. So that was the representation. What is the reality of it? So as it is the case in this representation, because the pleasures of youthful dissipation in this circle of what is illicit, which are in effect like poisonous honey, causes the loss of faith. Youthful dissipation causes the loss of faith, which is the ticket and entry document of an eternal treasure and perpetual felicity. As a result of that, in the same way as seen outwardly, one falls into death, in effect, like a gallows tree and the calamity of the grave as the gate of eternal darkness. Eternal darknesses. Youthful dissipation leads to loss of faith, and loss of faith means that for the person who, who has lost faith, Death has become a gallows tree and the grave has become a gate of, gate to eternal darknesses. And since the appointed time is hidden, the executioner of the appointed time may come at any moment to cut the head off without distinguishing between young or old. This is also important. This is another realization that we have to come to. We have to sit down and think about it. Have to have to face it. The appointed time is hidden. The executioner of the appointed time may come at any moment without distinguishing between young or old. Along with a hundred and twenty-four thousand prophets, peace be upon them, innumerable saints and verifiers of truth report in agreement and show signs that one who leaves those illicit desires that are in effect like poisonous honey and acquires faith, which is a Quranic code, and obligatory acts, acquires faith and obligatory acts, will receive the ticket of the treasure of eternal felicity from the extraordinary lottery of the predeterminations of humanity. Yes, we, normal mortals, um, who are stuck in the materiality of this world. We do not see what's happening in the graves and beyond the graves. All we see is that everybody enters the grave. But, but, 124,000 prophets, innumerable saints and verifiers of truth are reporting in agreement and also showing the signs that one who leaves those illicit desires and 
acquires faith and obligatory acts, will receive the ticket of the treasure of eternal felicity from the extraordinary lottery of the predeterminations of humanity. This is a strong report. This is strong evidence. If you have intellect, you'll get it and you'll follow it. The, the odds, the odds are too obvious. It is like 99.9999999, you know, percent against 0.0000000, perhaps 1%. And how can that happen? Like, how can you leave the, what is illicit and perhaps have faith, etc., etc.? Maybe you will lose it at the, at the last breath. That has happened. Right? You can never be sure. You can never be certain of your end. The end is what determines what comes after. Our effort is to, all our effort is to prepare that moment in which we will face death, the executioner. El hasıl gençlik gidecek. Sefahatte gitmiş ise hem dünyada hem ahirette binler bela ve elemler netice verdiğini ve öyle gençler ekseriyetle suistimal ile israfat ile gelen evhamlı hastalıkla hastahanelere ve taşkınlıklarıyla hapishanelere veya sefahet, sefalethanelere veya manevi elemlerden gelen sıkıntılarla meyhanelere düşeceklerini anlamak isterseniz Hastanelerden ve hapishanelerden ve kabristanlardan sorunuz. Elbette hastanelerin ekseriyetle lisanı halinden, gençlik saykasıyla israfat ve suistimalden gelen hastalıktan eninler, eyvahlar işittiğiniz gibi, hapishanelerden dahi ekseriyetle gençliğin taşkınlık saykasıyla gayrimeşru dairedeki harekatın tokatlarını yiyen bedbaht gençlerin teessüflerini işiteceksiniz. Ve kabristanda ve mütemadiyen oraya girenler için kapıları açılıp kapanan o alemi berzahta ehli keşfel kuburun müşahedatı, müşahedatıyla ve bütün ehli hakikatin tasdikıyla ve şehadetiyle ekser azaplar gençlik suistimalatının neticesi olduğunu bileceksiniz. In conclusion, youth will depart. Remember that was the first realization, the we try to to sink in in our hearts in our consciousness in conclusion youth will depart if it departs in dissipation so what matters is how will it depart not that it will depart or not because there's no or not it will depart if it departs in dissipation it results in thousands of troubles and pains both in this world and in the hereafter. If you want to understand this and that those youths will overwhelmingly end up in hospitals due to diseases which arise from abuses and wastefulness and are aggravated by groundless illusions, so diseases that are aggravated by groundless illusions, or in prisons and other places of misery because of their excesses, or in alehouses because of the distress of metaphysical pains. Then, ask this from hospitals, prisons, and graveyards. So imagine, youth, right, 
who spend their youth in dissipation, they will overwhelmingly end up in hospitals due to diseases that their dissipations caused, or in prisons or other places of misery because of their excesses, or in alehouses, they will need to forget in something that, that will numb their senses because of the distress of metaphysical pains. Then, if you want to understand that that's the case, then ask this from hospitals, prisons, and graveyards. For sure, as you will hear moans and vo woes of sickness arising from the abuses of youth in the tongue of the state of most hospitals, you will hear from the prisons the regrets of unfortunate youths receiving the slaps of their illicit acts resulting from the excesses of youth. Then you will know that most torments in the graveyard and in that intermediate realm, the gates of which continuously open and close for those who enter, result from the abuses of youth according to the observations of those to whom the states of the graves are unveiled and the confirmation and testimony of all the people of truth. Hem nev'i insanın ekseriyetini teşkil eden ihtiyarlardan ve hastalardan sorunuz. Elbette ekseriyeti mutlaka ile esefler, hasretler ile eyvah gençliğimizi bade heva, belki zararlı zayi ettik, sakın bizim gibi yapmayınız diyecekler. Çünkü 5-10 senelik gençliğin gayrimeşru zevki için dünyada çok seneler gam ve keder ve berzahta azap ve zarar ve ahirette cehennem ve sakar belasını çeken adam en acınacak bir halde olduğu halde en râli bin zarari la yunzaru lehu sırrıyla hiç acınmaya müstahak olmaz, olamaz. Çünkü zarara rızasıyla girene merhamet edilmez ve layık değildir. Cenab-ı Hak bizi ve sizi bu zamanın cazibedar fitnesinden kurtarsın ve muhafaza eylesin. Amin. Furthermore, ask from the elderly and the sick who constitute the majority of humankind. For sure, overwhelmingly, they will say in regret and grief, Whoa, we have wasted our youth in vain or in fact in the way of harm. They will say, we have wasted it. We have we have wasted it, our youth, in vain, or in fact, in the way of harm, even worse. We wear, do not do as we have done. Because, although the person who suffers many years of woe and sorrow in this world, torment and harm in the intermediate realm, and troubles of the hell, and scorching hellfire, is, a, is in a in a most pitiable situation. Right? Imagine that person. A person who suffers many years of woe and sorrow in this world. That's the result of dissipation either in hospitals, prisons, alehouses. Right? And there's, there's pain in that pleasure itself too. It's poisonous honey. The person who suffers many years of woe and sorrow in this world, torment and harm in the intermediate realm, that's what the grave is going to be for that person torment and harm and troubles of the hell and scorching hellfire right imagine that person that person in is in a most pitiable situation although this is the case 
he cannot deserve to be pitied at all in accordance with the secret of one who consents to harm is not to be taken into consideration that person was given the youth and that person was given guidance and he did not heed guidance and because he did not heed guidance the result is that one who consents to harm is not to be taken into consideration because one who enters harm with consent is not to be shown mercy he is not worthy of it so do not think and this is how one needs to talk to one's compulsive soul at young age sometimes people say okay i'm you know i'm i'm young i'm going to have fun now and maybe later in life when i'm older when i cannot do these things i'm going to change my change the course of my life and i'll do other things god is merciful god will forgive me yes god is merciful yes god is not incapable of forgiving you but that's not what you tell to your compulsive soul that's not the proper lesson that's not the proper warning the proper uh, admonition that you should be giving to your compulsive soul the lesson that your compulsive soul needs to hear is one who consents to harm is not to be taken into consideration that is that is justice that is the ruling of justice yes maybe god will uh, you know look at you with his mercy treat you with his mercy with his overflowing mercy and effluence yes that's possible but you have no guarantee that that is going to be the case and the and the danger is too great you cannot you cannot rely on that you cannot rely on that and think that you can do however you want to do you can you know live a life of sin and then you'll be okay no you cannot think that you'll be okay if you live a life of sin that's not how you treat your compulsive soul you tell your compulsive soul one who enters harm with consent is not to be shown mercy he is not worthy of it if you do it you will not be worthy of it if God gives it to you even though you are not worthy of it that's a different story that's a different you know discussion but you will not be worthy of it may the sublime real god save you and us this is a plural you in turkish uh, Nursi is addressing the you know several probably nine uh, youths who came to you and asked for a lesson may the sublime real save you and us from the alluring tribulation of this time the alluring tribulations of this time alluring tempting temptations may god save us from the temptations of the time may he protect from it amin amin amin subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha